What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson, joining me again in the host spotlight, Miss Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you? Well, I am recovering. I had a little flu bug, and now... um, my head is all stuffy and my ears are clogged and I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. Hey, tis zone. the season. I have allergies too. <laughs> uh, it's uh, spring has sprung. You don't even remember what the twilight zone oh, was. Oh, I do. Like, do I watched the twilight zone when I was a kid. Like the, the show? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the actual with the with Rod uh-huh. Rod Stewart. What, Rod? Not, no, Rod not, Rod, not Rod Stewart. Yeah, yeah, he would sing that one too. But it was but... in black and white. Okay. Yeah, I watched it. Your parents let you. I... It was creepy, <laughs> but I did. And, and I'll just let you, you guys keep going. No. Yeah. My mind's running wild. You've heard him already. He's back with us, senior pastor Mark Carey. Marky Mark, how you doing, my friend? Mm-hmm. In the twilight zone. Right? And, yeah, right. there you go. Uh, how, how was the bloom, everybody? Well, I was home with a fever. No, yeah, so you were, you were still it. recovering. I was away on a middle school trip. First time we didn't have jam in 25 years. Oh, right. So we did middle school weekend away trip, which was which was mm-hmm. great. But did you do any apple blossom Yeah, we did. Stuff? We, okay, it good. was... Uh, we did the fireman's parade, which we hadn't done in decades. Nice. Oh, yeah. But when you have a little two-year-old grandson. It's a big mm-hmm. deal. He sat on my lap the entire two hours. Captivated, I'm Captivated. sure. Captivated. Uh, solid. Yeah. yeah. Looking down the street, there's more coming, Grandpa. More coming. <laughs> and, and, and Pay just, attention. And then we did the, the Saturday yeah. uh, as well. And beautiful weekend. Uh, yeah, the Friday weather night, was Saturday. Yeah. Just wonderful. Yeah. Good, good, good spirit. You know, it's been three years or whatever it was mm-hmm. since yeah. something like that happened and the community and then the prayer brunch we had right which we here at the yes. church yeah really looked awesome. really good yeah. i think it was it was good maybe one of the better ones and uh i mean they're all good but mm-hmm. uh, yeah the speaker was just spot on and very energetic mm-hmm. and and miss virginia gave a wonderful she's a liberty grad oh, from wow. liberty neat. and gave a real neat um kind of testimony and you could just see the love of, of Christ in mm. her. And, and that just it was just it was a it was a it was a good good time, I think, a God honoring mm. event. Yeah. And and when you get the believers of the community to come That's together so like cool. that. Right. So anyway, yeah, yeah. it was good. Sweet. It That's was a awesome. good bloom. Well and I just want to say thank you to all of you youth servants <laughs> who yeah. uh went on the retreat this weekend with the middle schoolers weekend getaway. Uh, wow, you all are heroes in my book. Uh, what you do downstairs with those kids and then to <laughs> be brave enough to get on a bus and go to camp. It's uh, you're just really Apple heroes Blossom, to me. Apple Blossom weekend nonetheless. And at first we were like trying to make something happen with a new venue pretty quickly because the old trip wasn't necessarily happening. Like, I don't know if we should do it Apple Blossom weekend. I was like, what if we market it to parents and say, I'll take I'll take the kids. You guys go have apple blossom. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, we did come back with the exact amount we left with, Mark. I, I had a short list of a few I wouldn't mind leaving there, you know? But uh, <laughs> no, it was it was awesome. Yeah, it was so much fun. Emma and I's first trip away, too, with the youth ministry uh, it, it running mm-hmm. things. So that was fun, mm-hmm. uh, too. But guys, let's jump into yep. a, a Sunday in review. Uh, the coming of the game changer, reading out of Acts chapter 2. Alicia, I'm going to come your way first. Well, <sighs> You know, I can identify with Jesus' followers and that sometimes we think, I think anyway, I'll, 
I have God's plans all figured out. Like, oh, this just makes sense that this is in my mind how his plan should unfold. And here we have the people who have had these these prophecies foretold and and they probably have envisioned of what they think mm. this restoration of Israel is going to look like. And and here Jesus has dwelt among them. Um, he died. He resurrected. He's uh, spent these 40 days with the people and instructing them. And I'm sure that they're like, Jesus, you're you're ready to overthrow Rome, right? Let's go. Let's, you know, mm. let's do this. We've been waiting for this restoration. And um, it's not looking like what they think it's going <laughs> to look like. And um, instead, Jesus is saying, no, I have something better. I have to go to my father, which just that in and of itself just speaks the deity of Christ. Um, mm. The fact that I have access to God. I'm going to my father right now. And if I don't go, the helper won't come. But I'm going to go because the third person of the Trinity is being imparted to you, is going to dwell in you. And um, this is my better plan. And so I just am, an, am imagining um, <laughs> what these, you know, here in the upper room as these people were waiting uh, for all of this to unfold, uh, just what was stirring in their hearts, the unknowns um, and the waiting. I, we've all been there before when we're waiting on God to mm -hmm. do what's next. So, yeah, yeah, that's kind of my take of just, ah, yeah, I can identify. And he's, he's, he gives us a helper. I think it's so easy to feel like, why, why have I been left ill-equipped? Uh, why, why am I not fully understanding God's plan, but also not even sure if I've been given what I needed to, to obey him or to continue to, to live. And so it's so cool to see, see that manifest itself in Acts 2 and the day of Pentecost and all the, you know, things happening surrounding the ascension of Christ. But yeah, to understand the spirit, how, how he works, how he operates, how there's a, a biblical basis too for who he is and how he works. And, and we haven't been left in this spiritual enigma of, of discerning how the, the spirit might work, but but the character of God is represented in the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. and and we have it. We're, we're now the temple. Uh, He's it came dwelling up, in dwelling us. in us. Yeah. yeah, and and that gives us a a new perspective on when we encounter sin too. That there's this spiritual tension now. Of we're dragging along the indwelling temple. The Holy Spirit's now engaging in sin. How are we going to, you know? handle that. Uh, and, and a lot of this came up a few weeks ago in a young adult class we did with, with you and Mike Lukens talking about worship. And, and we are the temple now, and it's just cool to see Jesus pave the way for this new era, so to speak. I think it was Martin Luther, the great reformer, who talked about how we, we, we live now in, I think he, the concept was we live in the profane, that mm. is the, the worldly, and, and we can be so caught up, it's easy to be. In the day-to-day issues of the profane life of the of the life of of this earthiness and um and yet we are uh we are creatures of the light i mean we are of another world of another realm even though we're strangers in this profane world we are the the sanctified uh mm. and the, the difference is the presence of god within mm. us through the holy spirit but we can get so caught up, I think, in the profane. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and, and it's fun to go to parades and and it's fun to go to retreats and and deal with 
issues of the and, and then there's a lot of not so fun things of this world and and the news and the things that we get caught up but but I think what going that chapter of that storybook Bible we only have one more mm -hmm. one more week left no two more next week and the following week and we'll be done with yes. the storybook Bible yep. but this one on this the coming of the Holy Spirit you know my desire was to was to see was to be able to help us see the the uniqueness and the privilege and the um um the the impact of of who we are because of the presence of the holy spirit that had long been prophesied and and when he came it was a game changer and it should be a game changer in our life that we should not get so caught up in the profane mm -hmm. that we lose sight of what is truly sanctified uh, and that's who we are because of the presence of the holy spirit it mm. we we shouldn't act like we once did we mm. should be different people yeah if it, w w knowing that reality you had mentioned um that in the, your sermon that satan is the father of lies and Jesus is the spirit of truth. And that really hit home to me because I thought, it, here, here we are living in this world where it is black or white. It is death or life. It is lies or truth. And um, because now we've been given the Holy Spirit, we do have this, the spirit of truth living in us. But it's not, um, the Holy Spirit is not this force uh, you know this ooey owie thing this is this is a person of the trinity mm -hmm. he's the third person of the trinity he's god and um the gift that we've been given given in the holy spirit is meant for relationship for intimacy for communion for fellowship and um that because the holy spirit indwells in us we we have the helper but we we have access to god because of the holy spirit that just absolutely blows my mind and to think that mm -hmm. um we have been equipped with everything that we need uh to live here because we were the these pictures here, these old Old Testament um, prophecies and stuff are, um, and actually the whole biblical narrative of the story talks about God's presence being with us. It's just God being with his people. But um, it, there's a partial fulfillment in that until heaven, because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're not in heaven yet. Right. He, he's and the down payment. He mm -hmm. is yeah. the down payment. Yeah. And so for now, we're, we're not in heaven yet. But we are equipped with everything, with what we need, because we have who we need with us now. Mm -hmm. And then one day we're going to be in heaven. And all of this is going to be complete. Yeah. Hmm. Second yeah. Peter one three. His divine power has given us everything we need pertaining to life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Yeah. And so the, the the beautiful consequence of the gospel, and to continually wrap our minds around what happened to Jesus on the cross? What happened to me as I participate in his burial and resurrection and I'm a new creation? It, it's it's worth studying. It's worth learning more and more about. And, and even with these middle, middle schoolers, teaching them how to share the gospel, it has to be tied with encouraging them to continue to understand it as we still yeah. continue to understand it. And when we understand these things about the presence of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. in a believer's life, it, it, it also adds a dimension of of communion among the saints mm -hmm. because yeah. they, we, we don't we don't get a part of the holy spirit 
and then have to wait for some second uh, outpouring. We, 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 we have the totality of his presence and it's deposited in every believer. So it, it's, it's like a common DNA. I mean, mm -hmm. family members uh, have a common DNA and we're family. Well, that Holy Spirit is our common DNA. So um, there, there should be um, that the, the oneness. Mm -hmm. There should be that, that unified um, connectivity with one another because we are mm -hmm. connected with one another. And, and by the way, 1 Corinthians 3, 18, I think it is, Paul does give a warning because the Corinthians were always divisive. They, mm -hmm. they, you know, I'm a Paul, I'm a Peter, what, what not. And there was disunity. And Paul warns them in 1 Corinthians 3, 18, be careful that you are plural, you are the, the, the temple of the Holy Spirit yeah. who dwells in you in a corporate sense. In you all. Yeah. And if you if you mess with that, if you if you are if you destroy that by your selfishness and your antagonism toward one another, it's just gotta deal with you mm. on that. Um, because there's something very special about the unity of the body because of the Spirit's presence. There's all these things that that work and the depth of understanding of what that means that we've been baptized with the Holy Spirit yeah. and indwelt with him, the ramifications are staggering. With that yeah. corporate idea, that made me think about Ephesians 2, uh, starting in 17. And he came and preached peace to you who were mm. far off and peace to those who were near. For the, through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Mm -hmm. So here's this picture of those who are, are far off and those who are near. We we are all together in one through, it, it, but it's this members of being the household of God. So what's happening in your life matters to what's happening in my life and vice versa, because we are together unified mm -hmm. in, in Christ because of what Christ has done mm -hmm. for us through mm -hmm. the Spirit. It's tricky because I, I think if you want division, you can find it. <laughs> and if you don't want unity, you're never going to have it with, with an other yeah. believers. Yeah. Think, the think of the body. diversity right here. I am mm. old, you two are young. We're Thank male. Uh, both <laughs> of you know what, what in the world the twilight zone is. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I yeah. don't. And, Simeon and, doesn't. And you are the twilight zone. But <laughs> Uh, you know, we're males, you're a yeah, female. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, think of the the, mm -hmm. the, the, the diversity mm -hmm. and yet uh, the oneness because of the bond of the, the, the spirit of, of Christ that is within us. And Paul writes to Rome and Corinth, and it, it the, the same thing comes up in chapter 12 in both books, but the body of Christ and the different gifts and how they can, you are going to notice differences, but here's how it can here's how you can be united about what we do have in common. And yeah. that's what's so cool about the, the body of Christ. I think that's what's really cool about a testimony because Caleb Pearson's testimony is something that is unique and personal to me, but it's also something I have in common with every other believer. And that is the God who died for me. And there's something so cool about that. And, and an unbelieving world who is wrestling through this, the, the profane, it's gonna be easy for the church to to buy into that interest and passion at times. The, the, the Roe v. Wade thing is happening right now, yeah. where everyone's going to be yeah. falling on all different sides and predicting which dominoes are going to fall. And, and Jesus wasn't in the business of tipping dominoes. He was flipping tables, actually. But we have to keep that perspective and, and think, try to discern 
well, even God that, in the that, in the gunk. This passage yeah, right yeah, here hits what you're saying um, in verse 12 in Acts 2. And all were amazed and perplexed. This is the, you know, the filling of the Spirit, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others, mocking, said they are filled with new wine. So there are those who are not in the fold, hmm. who are not understanding what's happening, who are mocking, who... Um, you know, clearly they think what's happening, these people are drunk. Um, but Peter goes on and he just gives this amazing sermon after. Um, and I, there's a section in um, this book, it's called The Explicit Gospel, mm. um, that talks about this Acts 2 passage. And I just want to read this little paragraph here because I thought it was so good um, in how do we address the mockers. Mm. Um, Acts 2 takes us back to the truth that we simply have to tell. God does the opening of hearts. God opens minds. There is such freedom in this. Do you see how that takes weight off the perfection of our presentation? Because back to the text, they're like, Galileans? How are they Galileans? They're not educated. Why? How do they know all these languages, you know? So uh, you know, that's not on us, but we don't have to be able to explain it absolutely or completely or be able to apologetically defend creationism or argue mm. the falsity of materialism or whatever. I'm not saying we shouldn't pursue those things. I'm saying that in the end, it is God who opens up eyes and ears. Our responsibility is to tell them. It is as simple as that. And mm. this, this, um, you know, these, these tongues that's happening where people can understand the purpose is so that people can understand, speak these wonders of God, these works of God, God will open their ears so that they can hear. And that's God's doing. This is, I mean, this is all a supernatural thing. And we just have to be faithful to open our mouths and share the message. And we talk yeah. about it, right? Uh, I'm preaching down at FBC Shenandoah this coming week, John chapter six, they're, they're going through Jesus's signs. And Jesus's pattern in the book of John was a, a sign and then a dialogue, actually at a much later, more opportune time. Sign and dialogue, sign and dialogue. And it's so cool to think the church is in a unique spot to talk about the signs and talk about God, the, the signs in the world, what is happening in culture, and the signs of God and what the Bible says. And then we we participate. We have a participatory God. He wants us in his fold, and we can talk about the things he is doing so that I'm not waiting around to be encouraged by my own story or, or by my own, finally, I'm blessed, or finally, my testimony is on the uptick again. But I can be encouraged by somebody else's story. And I can, oh my goodness, even if I don't know how God is working in my life, I am hearing that he's working. And I, and I know biblically that he's, he is living an active, sharper than mm -hmm. a double-edged sword, which the author of Hebrews attributes to Christ, right. and, and he's alive. Yeah, and I, and I think that what you just both said, I think, is, is such a great perspective. I, when we read through these passages in the sermon and stuff, it, and the coming of the Holy Spirit was accompanied by these great signs and wonders and things like that. Mm -hmm. and when we, when I'm going to be teaching through the book of Acts starting in the fall, we'll explain that a little bit more. One of the things I tried to emphasize in the sermon, too, was that really some of the greatest signs and wonders that we see in each other's lives is the love, is the joy, mm -hmm. is the peace in the midst of, and, and that's when you really know that the Spirit of God is operative. They will know you by your love. To me, yeah. that's, that's, that's as great a sign. When you see a single mom trusting God 
and God's supplying, but 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 there's peace in her heart, even when gas prices, I just went by the pump today at Sheets, it's 409. And you're you have a budget that was based on 285 a yeah. gallon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yet there's a sense of peace that God is gonna provide. Mm-hmm. That is as powerful, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, as seeing some dead body raised from the right. dead. Mm-hmm. Right. And so mm-hmm. yeah. when we see that and experience it in other people's lives, and interestingly, I, I didn't, I don't think I got to this passage. It was one of those extra passages I was going to read, but time got away on, on, from me Sunday. But uh, in Ephesians 3, there's that emphasis when he says, I bow my knee before the Father, Ephesians 3.14, from whom every family on heaven and earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power, through his spirit, there's mm. the spirit, the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, in the inner man. Why? Verse 7, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Dwell meaning not come in in the initial salvation, but be at home. Mm-hmm. Be, that, there's, that there's this fellowship, this communion Intimacy. with God. Dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you're rooted and grounded in love and can comprehend with all the saints the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge so that you'll, you're filled up with all the fullness of God. Mm. When, when you see that happening, you're filled up with the fullness of God. Hmm. You, that, there's no human explanation for that other than it's the Holy Spirit doing it. And he concludes that third chapter then by saying, Now to him who's able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to that power that works mm. within us, that power that produces yep. love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. And then it says, To him then be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations. So, that, he is glorified through the church when that power is appropriated, which was given to us the moment of faith, not to great, do great signs and wonder, but but to in that daily life of mm-hmm. of the power of Christ with us. Peter is like he, he's an example of all that right now. If we like look at what what's happened with Peter, he had denied Jesus three times, and then. Um, here in this Acts 2 passage, then he has this amazing sermon that's just theologically so rich. Um, and my question is, how how how, how did that happen? Like here, mm. Peter was probably at his lowest yeah. spot. He probably felt like a huge failure. We've all been there. You know, when we've hit rock bottom, like I have, mm. I'm low right now. But um in Luke, which I think we talked about this last week or the week before, um, in uh, chapter 24, then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, and then goes down, uh, and then verse 49, behold, I am sending the promise of my father upon you, but stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. So the, the Lord has opened up Peter's mind so that he could understand the scriptures, which is what God does for us. That's how we have our hearts are illumined is because it's the work of the spirit in our Mm -hmm. lives. And we've been given this Holy Spirit, which is our power from on high. So those times when we have fallen and failed and Mm -hmm. disappointed the Lord and all of our friends around us, we we're not, we don't stay there. We, we, Peter had, 
walked with Jesus for three years. He had sat under his teachings. He had um, clearly been studying the scriptures because he didn't just pull Joel out of his hat, you know. <laughs> he, <laughs> like, even, he even walked on water. He did. Mm -hmm. He even walked. On, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, but there's, um, so it's this, uh, once again, a relational mm -hmm. um uh, relationship with Jesus that Peter has with being with him, learning the scriptures, um, and experiencing this power from on high. And that's no different for us <laughs> when we're being with Jesus in his word, learning his scriptures and living by the power of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. that dwells in us. Yeah. It, we're not any different. An old, uh, author, um, Watchman Nee, I think it was a Watchman Nee who said, uh, this is the normal Christian life. What you just have described mm. should be the normal. Mm. It, it's what God has expected. It's what he gave his spirit for. It's yeah. That should be the normal. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and again, I think we can easily get caught up in the profane. That's why we need to, as Hebrews said, we need to it, it, encourage one, stimulate one another to love and mm -hmm. good deeds while it, it is still called today, while we're living this side of that glory land that we'll all enjoy one day. Mm. Um, we cannot forsake the assembling. We, mm -hmm. we, we collectively, we need to um, call into deep, call into deep, into that which is the, the deeper power that is within mm -hmm. us and encourage mm -hmm. each other. Um, yeah, because we forget. We forget. We forget. It's hard. And we need one another to remind us, uh, the the Holy Spirit lives in you. Yeah. You're you don't have to stay here. That's right, and it doesn't mean the circumstances change. Exactly. Uh, James is shortly after here. The apostle is 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 killed. Peter and John are thrown into prison. I mean, mm -hmm. there's uh, uh, clearly the plan's not unfolding like they think it would. Right. <laughs> you right. know, like Stephen what I was saying at the beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We right. have the persecution hits. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but Jesus is the game changer. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. The Holy Spirit comes. Yeah. It's yeah. a big deal. So let's live in light of that and 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 discover more. We're just having a short conversation. It's a one sermon, kind of a one-off, mm. and we'll go on to the next thing next week mm -hmm. as we go through this. But, um, but the challenge is for believers, for each of us, is to say, this is true. Now let's, what might I be missing mm. in terms of not missing more of him I, in terms of getting more of him. It's not the problem of me getting more of the spirits it's an issue, the spirit getting more of me mm -hmm. as I walk by faith and not by sight. And when that is unleashed, um, you know, Katie bar the door in terms of what can, what can be accomplished in the lives of, uh, of people. I had a conversation not long ago with a guy who grew up thinking if there is a God, he is mean, vindictive, mm. and everything you would not want. Mm. And he said, but I've been hanging out with a, one particular Christian, or a guy who calls himself a Christian. He said, the more I hang out with that guy, the more I've come to the conclusion, there is a God, mm. and he's predominantly a God of love. He's a God of, of mercy. Oh, wow. And being just around that other person is shaping his view of God. Why? Not because of what the person is doing but because of what the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. is, because the Holy Spirit always points people to Jesus, yeah. as should we. Yeah. So I think 
that should be our encouragement. Let's yeah. let's grow yeah, in the it, grace and knowledge of him. And in God's good sovereign plan, this is how he's chosen to do yep. this. Like he 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 didn't have to do it this way, but this is how he's doing it. That he he went to his father, he gave us the third person of the mm-hmm. Trinity to be with us now. Mm-hmm. And that good. is his good plan. That's what's better That's for right. us. That's right. And it doesn't mean the cancer is going to go away, that there's always going to be a healing, mm-hmm. or there's always going to be some uh, sign or wonder of mm-hmm. great, uh, you mm-hmm. know, outward display. No, but it's when there's peace, you know, joy and content in the midst of all that. Well, we can trust him. We can trust him. We, he is trustworthy right. and faithful and good. Yeah. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things with prayer and supplication, make your requests be made known to God, and the peace that, that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart to peace that doesn't even make sense given yeah. the circumstances, yeah. and the circumstances uh, are very poorly understood more and more as yeah. we watch the news and talk yeah. to each yeah. other. So, Guys, thank you so much for being here. Uh, as a reminder, there's so many different ways to get plugged in and Fellowship Bible Church Life. You can find our website and Facebook and all that stuff. Uh, mark your calendars for Sunday, May 22nd. We're going to have a 10 a.m. outdoor service. Uh, Pastor John Morrison's final Sunday here. Some special stuff planned for that. Uh, Sermon Spotlight is all over the place on podcast platforms everywhere. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love. God bless.